Welcome to Apples and Oranges. I'm Matthew. And I'm Jack. And here with us today, we have our special friend and a super duper funny comedian, Lucas Arnold. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. What's up? Of course, Lucas. Of course. And uh, it's going great. We're back here, back in the back in the studio. Nice. The, 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 the famous digital studio where we do <laughs> all of our all, all of our high quality recordings. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, we got we got several editors and producers on the team making sure this is the highest quality podcast on the Internet. So, yeah, shout I, out to I all was... of them. Exactly. I, I was just about to say that if there's one thing apples and oranges is known for, it's it's high production quality. And mm. uh, <laughs> uh, but 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 no, we're, we're super glad to be here with you, Lucas. Uh, b- before we, uh, you know, dive into the little debate arena, we just want to know, do you have any prior debate experience? Oh, when I was in uh, my freshman year of high school, um, I was told to play King George the third, I think, or King Charles the third. I'm not sure which one. Uh, who? No, I think it was Charles the third who was, um, or was, I don't know. The one who was a king of England during the American Revolution. And basically we were put on, we sort of like took roles in a trial and I had to defend myself and everyone else was like prosecuting me. And he, and I, and I, but I will say this. So my social studies teacher, shout out to Mr. Dreyer. Um, he, um, uh, apparently I was the only, cause he had multiple classes doing the same thing. Uh, I was the only one to actually win my own defense case. Whoa. Wow. As okay. the clear villain as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we gotta we're we're gonna be competing against a skillful monarch. On this <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, Lucas is our oh, first shit. enlightened despot who's been on the podcast. So, so that's that's a it's an apple that you know first. of. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I've I think heard, David. I've heard yeah, him talk about Maxim, and <laughs> I think David Dobbins yeah. is uh, <laughs> another secret uh, monarch. <laughs> um, nah, he's not a secret. Is... <laughs> this will uh, i'll just mention this show is pro monarchy we're all monarchists we love it we want to be taken over uh and we want a thousand year reign so uh, uh please that is the apples and oranges stance 100 um without further ado i actually have the first two topics from the topic generator which have been bestowed okay. upon me so uh matthew you will be debating in favor of a type of relative you know all right family or otherwise and lucas you will be debating in favor of a pizza topping of your choice okay um but uh you know matt why don't don't you hit us with a little opening statement to start things off yeah um no pizza topping you know no food of any kind but let alone a singular topping on a pizza could compete with moms i'm talking moms Moms, uh, 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 best type of family member. Uh, they, uh, uh, they're wonderful, uh, uh, comforting, nurturing people. Um, uh, uh, you know, p- parents overall great, but between dads and moms, gotta go moms. They, you know, they, they bear the child, uh, traditionally. And, you know, it's, um, it, it's just a wonderful thing. Uh, every single person, no matter, you know, not, maybe not everyone, you know, always gets along but everyone loves their mother um and uh i i yield my time okay 
Lucas, do you have any opening opening thoughts about the uh, pizza topping of your choice? I'll, I'll just first off, I'm disappointed. Um, <laughs> that was I, I expected more, uh, Matt. I, I really did because <laughs> you see, the thing is, uh, th- there are a number of pizza toppings that I could easily just wash over your argument with. But let's just start with pepperoni. Let's just start with a humble pepperoni. Let's okay. Could a pepperoni do what Casey Anthony did? No, I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Immediately, your your argument is just blown out of the water. So, and, but then to a lesser extent, it, it is, a, it is a, traditionally speaking, of course, uh, it is the mother who is uh, born, bared the child. But who's to say that all moms necessarily are good at what they do? Dare I say some of them can have a toxic relationship to you. They can be emotionally demanding. They could not be emotionally supplying to you, their child. Uh, Whereas pepperoni never does any such thing. You may be allergic to pepperoni. You may have your own dietary restrictions that prohibit you from eating pepperoni, but that's on you. Pepperoni has never done a single thing to you, nor could it. Pepperoni only brings joy when you choose to. It respects consent. It respects healthy relationships. Whereas moms... necessarily speaking by definition moms do not do that pepperoni does exactly what it should say on the tin whereas moms do not i trust pepperoni more than i do the entire populace of moms (laughs) and it's and it's about trust that's what this is all about Mm. done so okay so uh i'm just gonna jump right back in and say uh, moms bring life. Pepperoni brings death to whatever animal it is from. <laughs> so you, you have life versus death here. I'm arguing in favor of life. And it seems, it seems Lucas, it seems like you're arguing in favor of death, I, I guess. It's, it's not just about life, but also about the joy brought to life in the time span that we are all here. And here's the thing is that I believe pepperoni is a, is a pork product. I, I'm, right. uh, it's not halal. It's not kosher. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't need to bring religion into this anyway. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's not just about like the, the life uh, that is, but obviously you can buy pepperoni that is ethically sourced where you know that it was organically grown, organically raised, kindly, humanely raised the animals, all the products used it. You can, you can do the investigation and find the right pepperoni for you. And it is true, some people do abuse their power, some people create an unethical product, but at least we can go after these people. We can follow the paper trail. Moms, where's the paper trail? You don't get to choose your mom, you get to choose your pepperoni. So it, it seems, uh, uh, as always on Apples and Oranges, this boils down to a, uh, a life versus choice debate. Uh, 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 this time, I'm on team life, I guess. Uh, you know? <laughs> it's about, not about a, moms. I, I'm sorry, I, I just, I need to interject. It's not about uh, the years you spend in life, but how much life you imbue in those years. I believe that, I believe that very profoundly. And what's better at imbuing life than a mom? Pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) Pepperoni is at best, like, solid. 
I, I think pepperoni, I'm just, just to go back here, I think it's a weak Where his moms are at best fluid? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. A mom, a mom can really be, you know, there are so many different types of moms. Pepperoni, more or less, like the best and the worst pepperoni really don't taste that different. They're all greasy and like not that good for you. They're not that great at topping. Like whenever I have a pepperoni pizza, I'll have it and I'll be like, that was all right, but this would be just as good without the pepperoni. It doesn't contribute much. You know, you could you could have pineapple, which like drastically changes the flavor profile of the pizza, at least bring something new to the table. You could have one of the other meats, which adds a lot of heft to the pizza or perhaps a, a you know, a, a mushroom, some veggies maybe make it a little more healthy. Pepperoni is is not it's not good for you. But like a mom, like you need you need a parent to like nurture you. And, you know, who's better at that than a mom? I would not like to be raised by a pepperoni. <laughs> Matt, I'm so glad that you brought this up because as we said at the beginning of the debate, this is not just about pepperoni. This is about pizza toppings in general. And you just listed the variety, the beauty, dare I say the rainbow, the spectrum that exists in pizza toppings. Uh, wherever your dietary restrictions or preferences, you can find a pizza topping for you. You can trust it. You can rely on it. You can you can trust that it's going to bring joy into your life, but is there that much variety in uh, the types of moms that are out there? I think there is in the quality of moms out there. Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh, so you're going to argue in favor of all pizza toppings now while I just get moms? That's what this Fuck is it. all about. We're expanding the scope. Family. Family's better than pizza toppings. Oh, wow. This is, this is, this is the, the, the pop, the, the top has popped off. That's right. We're, we're breaking off the lid of this, of this, the format of this show. Holy shit. I'm debating in favor of family. So I'd like you, I'd like you to describe the bounds of family. I want you to be specific. Mm, yeah. Facts. We, um, need to, we need to address this. Related to adopted, found family, community, all of the above. What I'm talking about is people that you love and love you. And that's better than pizza toppings. <laughs> so, so, so just before, just before I continue and blow your argument out of the water again. Oh you, my gosh. You just, oh yeah. Um, you just said that um, uh, family can include your found family, which is up to an individual's uh, own interpretation of family. Is that correct? Would you agree with that statement? You know what? I would. I'm so glad you said so. Because <laughs> do you know what can also count as your family? Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Pizza toppings, baby. Wow. So this no. is so, so, so now the argue, you're both arguing in favor of the same thing now. Now, who is going to give the better argument is the question. Well, it's not about the better argument. It's about where it's about where you identify love, where you identify joy, how and what the bounds are for the individual. Matt just said that it is up to the individual to describe uh, to describe for themselves what family means to them, what uh, where where their loyalties lie, and pepperoni and, and by extension all pizza toppings are available to any individual. So what I want to ask you, Matt, is would you restrict the viewer or listener of this, of this wonderful show from identifying with pizza toppings as their family? Are you going to stop them from doing so? 
Um, I'd first like to say this is what I get for being so open-minded uh, and giving <laughs> as a host. Um, <laughs> I don't um, like where this is going. Is, I don't like it. I, you know, I think, look, I, it is not a, it's certainly, you know, far be it from me to say that people cannot identify with, you know, with like, pizza toppings as like family. I just think, like if I met someone who said that to me, I, I'd, I'd be like, are you, are you high? Are you stupid? <laughs> um, like, <laughs> like I, like it, it's, you know, I, I, I think I wouldn't go too hard on them, but in the back of my mind, I think they're, they're goofy. They should be sent to the funny farm. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's how I feel about this argument right now, because I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm debating a lunatic. <laughs> so I, I feel I should... I feel like I'm debating someone living in the past. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> so, so I actually have a question for Lucas because Please. you bring up this you bring up this idea of you know the person gets to choose who is their family. Yeah. Uh, uh, but my thing is that I've noticed pizza toppings. You know, you typically have to pay for them. Family. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, is, do you think that does that not hurt your argument, or do you believe that there is a cost for family in real life? I believe payment takes many forms. There is a monetary payment, which we're all aware of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Money exists. (laughs) We're all aware of that. But but as we all know, in our relationships, sometimes they can turn sour. Sometimes people change. Payment comes in different forms. Sometimes a payment comes in emotional taxation. So I want to ask you, which do you think is a more draining experience on you your emotions getting drained or a dollar from the 90 from the 99 cent pizza place around the corner which one is a bigger drain on you i think family has may may have lower lows but it also has higher highs pizza topping you kind of max out it's like wow that was pretty good at best at best you're like that was a good meal and then you forget about it like it doesn't you know it doesn't have that kind of impact on you especially pepperoni like I, it's, I, um, I profoundly disagree. Where, where, where did you grow up? Where, where is, where's home for you? New York area, baby. <laughs> mm. You see, That's right. now, New York area, this brings a lot of distrust into me because I grew <laughs> up in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And here we have a lot of, we have a lot of faith in our pizza. We place a lot of importance on our pizza. Can I ask where in the New York area you grew up? <laughs> Westchester, same quality pizza. Okay, I think anyone, I think anyone listening or watching, this is over for them. I mean, <laughs> you, if you say that Westchester is just like same air, no, I'm so, no, you just, I, I'm, I'm insulted to be pizza, honest. The I'm pizza really, is good at Westchester. You ever been to Westchester? You ever had their pizza? It's good. It's not, I you know, I, I'll, I'll say this. You don't get the personal cost. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. And that's what right, this like, is all about get like dollar slice there they don't have that but it's like if you get a pizza there it's better than your it's going to be in most other geographical places in the world you know because it's so close by and the bagels there top notch it's basically new york look we're this is escaping us let me get back to the main no 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 no, no, no. we're hitting on something very very profound we're not this is not escaping us i think that we're hitting something right I, on the head you see I it's, no no no, no man, too, i believe so i have a point. i have the floor i have the floor no you see <laughs> It's not okay. Yes, you could probably get better pizza in Westchester than you could in a lot of other places in the world. But you know, you might think, okay, let's say that you are in a relationship where your loved 
30% of what you deserve to be loved. And then you, you, and then you move on to a different relationship where you get to 70% of where, and you think, oh, this is amazing. I feel so much more loved, but you deserve a hundred percent. So yes, you may get better pizza in Westchester than you might get anywhere else in the world, but is that all you deserve? I say you deserve more. You deserve pizza from the five boroughs. I've had pizza in the five boroughs. It's good. I, it, it's still like, it's not as good as family. It, <laughs> <laughs> family, higher highs, significantly higher highs. Just to go back to something you said, you said uh, uh, human relationships, relationships can go sour. You know what else yes. can go sour? Meat. Meat can go sour. <laughs> can go sour fast. <laughs> Do you know why? meat, dairy products go sour, it's because you did not eat them in time. This is where your responsibility, your position in the relationship comes into play. You have a responsibility. If you buy the pizza, you have to eat it in a certain amount of time. Just like in other relationships, it's 50-50. You know, everything is a two-way street. Your part of the relationship with pizza is to eat it in a timely fashion. If you let it go sour, that's on you. That's not on the pizza or the pizza toppings. I just think to imbue pizza with the sort of emotional complexity that comes with human relationships is somehow disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful <laughs> to say something to our listeners and viewers right now to say that pizza cannot count as, as, as part of your family. <laughs> You're listening to this and pizza is your family. First DM me, uh, uh, you know, so we can kind of hash this out. But uh, second thing. I say don't um, because it we... seems like you're going to get shamed if you do so. Second thing, yeah. If you're one of our seven listeners and pizza is your family, you can stop listening to this show. You're welcome. <laughs> and you can listen to my show instead. <laughs> <laughs> listen to listen to Lucas's show. You can stop listening to this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need uh, seven. I'm okay with six. I I think that I'm ready to hear a closing statement from, from each of you. And we can move on because th- this is this is going down to the wire, though, I must say. Like it's every moment I feel as though I almost want to have pizza as my family. And then I'm like, what am I thinking? And then Lucas <laughs> whips me back in. And then it's just, I, I have, I honestly have whiplash. So we, we need to, we need to do closing statements. All right. I'll, 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 I'll give the uh, opening and closing statement. Um, family is family cut and dry. Um, for, for, better and for worse, uh, uh, for the high highs of, of, you know, the Fast and the Furious franchise to the, the low lows of her, uh, the movie Hereditary with Tony Collette. I, I, I think family is, is vastly more important than pizza. I think pizza toppings and pizza cannot be family. I think it's, I think pepperoni is a subpart topping. I think pizza and especially pepperoni is greasy. Um, it, it's it's it, it, nowhere close to family. The highs are, are it's all live if you pick pizza as your family you're living in a world of mediums and i'd rather have highs and lows hills and valleys i yield my time to you lucas all right first off i just want to talk about what this debate is all about what what we're trying to do with this debate is we're trying to get to some sense of truth would you agree me yes yes thank you i'm so glad you agree with me now, the point of, of this is to get to the truth. What is the value of truth? To bring meaning to someone's life, to bring a sense of uh, purpose, to, to help people out, all right? What are you doing to help people out 
by creating a binary of joy. You're saying it's all about the highs and lows. Dare I say sometimes the mediums are what you need in life. Sometimes you just want a mid-level, just an easy coasting, just a nice general neutral sense of peace. And that's what you get with pizza toppings. I also want to bring back like, like Jack, you were saying that you were getting whiplash. I've been getting whiplash all the way through for my opponent right here because he, I just, I, I just feel like you've been invalidating the experiences of pizza and pizza topping lovers throughout this debate. And I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to open doors to our, our wonderful list to the people in taking this debate right now. I don't want to close doors, that, but that's just me. I, 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 I choose to live in a world that is kind, in a world that is accepting of people, of people's definitions of family, of people's definitions of joy. And this is the world that pizza toppings <laughs> exist in. <laughs> and I, I, just want, I just want to say, um, if, ever, if anyone has had a difficult, situation with family or or their moms uh seek therapy i'm i'm, I'm very pro therapy and i'm also very uh pro pizza and pizza toppings so i'd say choose health choose wealth choose pizza toppings wow <laughs> holy crap okay so uh, uh this is one of the toughest decisions uh i have had to i don't make. think it is uh <laughs> Um, but no, I, I actually do have to give this one to Lucas for somehow convincing me that pizza toppings are better than family. <laughs> somehow over maybe the largest Lucas, deficit. You're a that? gifted orator. Wow. Thank yeah, you. I was about to say, this, Lucas, you're maybe one of our, our, our you have the, some of the most prowess uh, in, in the Holy debate. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking preparing for my debate against you. Uh, but Can you imagine if right. I was a lawyer? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. All right. Now let's, um, let's shift gears into uh, uh, this debate. Uh, the, the topic generator has bestowed upon me two topics um, of, of equal nastiness and wrath. So I'm calling Great. this the nasty debate. Okay. Um, all right, Jack. I didn't come to here to be nice. Perfect. Because Jack, you have to argue in favor of a disease and Lucas, okay. you have to argue in favor of a weapon. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. That's right. The disease, I will, unless I, Judge, who, who would you like to, to start this debate? Well, you know, usually I, I give the guests, you know, some extra time to collect their thoughts, but, uh, you know, Lucas has really proved himself. Lucas, do you have a, a topic ready? Would you like to open? Of course I do. Of course. Wow. So please, by all means. Okay. Well, you see, the thing is, um, the thing with weapons in general, let's use let's use like a, a bow and arrow. Let's just talk about a bow and arrow for a second. Um, it um, it has existed for millennia. We see it all around the world. We see all different kinds. We but we never see them attack on their own. Again, what I in, in all my arguments, it's about trust. It's about joy. It's about uh, retaining power within the individual who is listening to this debate right now. Now you see a uh, disease can mutate. What have we been dealing with for the past couple of years? Obviously we, we know the devastating effect that it can have that we for a while couldn't get under control. Now weapons, we obviously, we need better regulation but it's not the weapon itself that does damage. It is the person uh, that handles the weapon. 
if, if you leave a bow and arrow on the ground, no one's going to get shot. But it is because people, uh, unfortunately, cannot be trusted to uh, handle weapons correctly that, that we know that that is what needs to be controlled. It is not necessarily the weapon. However, a disease uh, runs amok on its own. So what is more trustworthy? A weapon that left to his own devices will do no damage until it is used by a person or a disease that can cause havoc all on its own without the law-abiding, tax-paying listeners' input. I know which one I trust. What do you trust more? <clears throat> wow. Well, all right. I'm Powerful. so glad that... Sure, whatever. Uh, look, <laughs> weapons, as you have described, Lucas, they, you know, they need someone to use them, you know? Yeah. They require someone to say, I want to hurt someone, and I'm going to use this thing to hurt someone else or cause some sort of damage, typically removing life, you know? Diseases no intention they're living breathing things they're just vibing out there i think i empathize with that much more than a tool of destruction i'm picking the bubonic plague because it's just one of the most you know vibey diseases it had a great time i want I, I would equate them to sort of like the gremlins wreaking havoc in uh gremlins one and two and sort of those bar montages they're just having a lit time you know spread 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 mutate 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 they didn't even mm. cure it and it just you know continued to vibe and then slowly people one third of the population died and and i just think that you also bring up this point of correctly versus incorrectly using a weapon that's there's such a binary there i i think a disease is so outside of that it's it's it comes from nature it comes from from mother earth weapons are just disgusting horrifying creations of the human psyche that honestly should should not exist because i'm, I'm peace and love out here and and you know I would never endorse a weapon, uh, uh, but a disease is just like us. They're out there. They're just trying to vibe. And while you may be pro-trust, uh, I'm I'm pro-vibe. So I yield my time. Yes, that is, I'll admit that is a very good argument. And it is, uh, you can not argue that a disease is part of the natural world. This is, uh, viruses are a part of the natural world, but there are organisms that can devastate the natural world because they have no self-control. A virus doesn't necessarily know when to stop, whereas ideally a person with a weapon using it for whatever, maybe they go hunting, maybe they need it for self-defense. But ideally, obviously, we know that weapons are need to be controlled in the sense that we need to control who uses them, how well they're trained and so on. But at its, but at its core, it is a tool. It is a tool that can be picked up. It is a tool that can be put down. And it is a tool that can be stopped being used with to, and to create, to stop creating an imbalance in the natural world. Whereas a, such, you said the bubonic plague, doesn't know when to stop. Killed over a third of people in Europe in the 1500s, I believe. This is not, this is not a sustainable, this is not a sustainable thing. I think that, a weapon such as the bow and arrow is far more sustainable, far less ecologically destructive. I, you said that you're on the side of life. I am on the side of sustaining life and the variety of life that we have as best as possible. Whereas diseases such as the bubonic plague, sadly are not. 
Well, I'll have to disagree with you there because the bow and arrow was sort of Pandora's box in a way, in my opinion. You talk about diseases not knowing when to stop. I would argue that the bubonic plague really isn't an issue anymore, uh, though the, the military industrial complex is the real plague. Uh, to our society, all stemming from the bow and arrow, you know, humans, you know, all we want to do is create more deadlier and de just deadlier and deadlier weapons. And and we've reached that with the nuclear uh, weapons, the atom bomb, mutually assured destruction, uh, disease totally outside of that. Uh, while the bubonic plague had a good run, it really didn't wipe out all of humanity. There has yet to been a disease that's been close to doing so. We, uh, you know, and uh, I think the biggest fear to humanity is humanity itself all stemming from that for the first time someone was like i'm gonna vibe out with this arrow this seems harmless this seems like it won't hurt the you know ecology of my surroundings when in reality uh humans don't know when to stop and we, we will forever be plagued with our own hubris in chasing this ideal of, of the perfect weapon uh well bubonic plague is just it's just straight chilling i have a, a wonderful story to bring up so Please do you, so can I, well, for, well, first off, can I ask like, uh, do you, do you play a musical instrument? I, I do not. I do not play a musical instrument. Okay. But, um, can I ask, do you admire say the guitar? Of course. So beautiful. the guitar, of course, yes. uh, violins, the piano, the sainted Strings. harp. Exactly. Sure. sure. Do you know where all of these musical instruments come from? Musical you instrument shops, artisans. True, but I would the like ground. to tell the ground. Mm, you're you're very close, actually. You're very close. Really? I would like to uh, tell you a story. See, my my father was an archaeologist. This is absolutely true. My dad was an archaeologist, and he told me the origin of all string instruments. Now you see what happened was there were a few hunters. They were sat around a campfire, and there was a a gourd, a basically primordial bowl that was left next to a hunting arrow. Someone was sitting down. They accidentally like probably plucked uh, their bow, noticed that the, the vibrations reverberated in the gourd. And over time, uh, the gourd was attached to the uh, hunter's bow to create the first sort of string instrument. More strings were added. You basically got a primordial harp. You change the shape of the body, you get a guitar. Over time, all the variety of string instruments that we have today all stem from this. Now, I'd also like to bring up something else, which is, have you ever gone to the doctor to get an x-ray? Yes. Yes. Have you as well? No. You have not had an x-ray? No, you know what? I have at the dentist. I take that back. Uh, yes, you have. Okay, there you go. Well, do you know how x-ray, well, just the detection of x-rays were developed? No. Entirely by the military. It is because of, it is because of, it is because of the need for what, basically there is a long-standing relationship between war efforts and scientific research. Now, sure. obviously death, destruction, we don't want this, but we can't deny that a massive part of the developments that help create a wonderful, peaceful society um, and a joyful society, things like music, things like, these are all things that we either need or love to use in this world because it makes life better. These are all things that could not come about, well, at least maybe they could, but they have not come about without the investment 
in uh, weapons manufacturing, in the in the effort to to succeed and be victorious in war. Now, this all I'm saying is that this is an undeniable result of finding weapons, trying to get the upper hand. And sure. this is, and it's an unintended effect, but it is without an effect. So this is, but viruses, I don't see any secondary effect that has an overwhelmingly positive impact on, on society and the world at large. This is what yeah. I see in the development of weapons that I do not see with disease. Well, one thing I'll quickly say is that, uh, I'm not here to say that diseases have had a better impact on society. I'm here to say they're better than bow and arrows. And I'm also going to go as far to say that a lot of those instruments and inventions and things, they probably would have come about through other means, even if, you know, they weren't being researched through weapons, you know, things like the bicycle. Objection. Um, I'd, I'd like you to describe uh, just at least one scenario in which you think that would have come about. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert. I'm no anthropologist or archaeologist, but I find it a bit hard to believe that every single case of a string instrument in all of the world's cultures, hundreds of thousands, oral, oral cultures, a lot that we don't even know about anymore. I Fair. find it hard to believe that all of their str uh, string instruments and other uh, advancements and, you know, I I'd be even be willing to argue that less than half of their advancements have come from trying to innovate to kill each other. On uh, what grounds? I think we What's can't that? just be making on what grounds we can't just be making empty claims here empty on claims. the grounds that I just think it's statistically impossible that that all of them reach, uh, uh, you know, such different, uh, you know, innovations through the same, uh, you know, flowery anecdote of a, of a uh, gourd, uh, I believe. But but I'm also willing to say that, you know, I. I those those are all great innovations and and you know in also trying to cure diseases humans have come up with a lot of great things um and and i'll also say that the bubonic plague isn't trying to kill you it's a plague it's completely indifferent it's just doing its thing it just happens it's totally objective and and while weapons like it's created from a place of malice and someone who creates content i think the idea of creating something out of malice to hurt another person is just very, very uh, uh, not peace and love, not peace and love, dare I say, uh, uh, violence and hate. Because mm. we're a disease is just subjective. I mean, it doesn't give a shit. It's a disease. It's the plague, baby. It's true. But do you want a disease to be dispassionately killing to no end? Or do you want something that was created for an intention an intention that you can reason with, an intention that you can maybe control. Which I would rather have. I would take the disease because the disease is is th there's no hate there. It's just a disease doing its thing, and and it's us, you know, trying to defend ourselves. As where if someone is, you know, in, if if they're drawing a weapon out of hate or some sort of thing, I wouldn't want to reason with that person. If a weapon's been drawn, if a weapon's been even brought up. I think a lot of people who are that desperate are beyond reason. And, and mm. I think reason is out of the question. I think it's, it's we're looking at here, hate. Again, it's, it's love versus hate. And, and the bubonic plague uh, is absence of hate. It's just trying to survive, trying to spread itself, just like we do, you know? As mm. where, here, here we are, humans, again, with our hubris, our massive egos, 
trying to kill each other for, for no real good reason. And so we made bow and arrows. See, the thing is, I, this is just me. This is just my opinion, but I almost don't care. I almost don't care the intentions of a virus like the bubonic plague. I care about lives lost. I care about the impact that such a virus would have on the population. Um, and it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm just disappointed that that's where you place your importance in this argument. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, because like, I care about, I care about society at large. I don't care. I, I obviously I like that the, that the bubonic plague doesn't have like malicious intent, but I believe that a bow and arrow can be used without malicious intent. It can be used to hunt for your family, which we were just talking about family. Um, mm. And uh, pizza toppings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great times, great times. But the thing is, like, it's ultimately what can be used to serve the greatest good to to create as much positivity in the lives of the most people. Without a doubt, a bow and arrow has that greatest potential, whereas the bubonic plague does not. It's mm. it's as simple as that. Is that what serves to have a greater positive effect on the greatest number of people? Without a doubt, it's the bow and arrow over the bubonic plague. But I would argue again the sort of Pandora's box, chasing the the greater weapon. As soon as we made the bow and arrow, we couldn't go back. And I think we're more likely to be ended by the bow and arrow's great 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 grandchild than uh, disease, honestly, because I think our medicine is is starting to reach a point where I mean, we, we came with a vaccine for COVID really very quickly. The vaxes are really effective. Uh, and, and if we can do that, you know, I, I challenge any disease to, to fuck with us. But if I look out the window and I see a mushroom cloud things approaching, I'm going to be thinking of that bow and arrow and be like, fuck mm. those guys. Uh, so I think as, as far as what's going to end like maybe disease has taken more lives up to this point, but I think disease is antiquated and I'm sort of just arguing in favor of the bubonic plague additionally uh, out of out of respect. Because back in the day, diseases, they, they could have a body count and that's pretty sick. You know, that, that's like uh, uh, past people problems. And, you know, we can all empathize with that. We've just been through a pandemic. But the bow and arrow is, I feel like living in 2021, there's a bow and arrow always down my throat. You know, we got the, the Russia thing going on. We've got North Korea has nukes. I, I, I feel as though humans will always be a greater threat to humans than any silly uh, bacteria or virus. Okay, well, first off, you mentioned 2021. It, the year is 2022. You need to stop living in the past. Another reason why you need to stop <laughs> living in the past is that you say that uh, diseases create a body count. They still create a body count. Do we, do we need to bring up the numbers of what COVID has done to, this, to our, our entire world? I don't think I need to. I think the listener already has heard this too much. They felt anyway, <laughs> so you say that um, like the, the great-great-grandson, so on, so of the bow and arrow, weapons yes. at large, that mm -hmm. these are a greater threat to humanity. I say without a doubt that the bubonic plague viruses at large, they are still mutating. They are still devastating the lives of everyone around us. You also said back in the pandemic, the pandemic is still going on. Do you know why it's going on? Because variants keep cropping up. This is not unique to the COVID virus. This is, this is what happens to life everywhere. Every single bit of life that we have on this planet mutated and developed over time to get to and where I think, it is. That's why I think we... that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing. 
I think that's beautiful. And I think a bow and arrow is just going to take a lot of that away and, and halt that, that growth and that just, just the flowering of, of, you know, ecology. Uh, it's going to cut it short as soon as we turn the entire hemisphere into glass in, you know, who knows any day, any day, any day now. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm ready to hear some final statements. This is, that was, like that before. was my closing statement. That was my closing statement. I need this not say God. more. I need I not say more. I think you can <laughs> say a little more. I think you can say a little more. And I, I, you know what? You, you're right. I totally can. But out of respect for, for your <laughs> argument and for the peace of the world, because I'm peace first, baby. Diseases, peace. Uh, bow and arrow, bad. Kill, kill. Diseases. Okay. Yeah, progress. Soup. Primordial. These are my associations. These are my comps that I'm okay, getting. Okay, okay, okay. That's the energy, I... the ethos of my argument. And that's all I need to close. I yield. All right. So for my closing statement, you said that um, you are on the side of peace, that that is what you ultimately care about. I I firmly believe that the bubonic plague and viruses in general, they are a far greater disruptor to the peace of our population than weapons are. Whereas I think that weapons have the potential, the potential uh, to maintain a greater sense of peace, a greater sense of joy for uh, a a number of people um, for self-defense, for hunting, for various uh, good purposes, or at least like sustainable purposes. There are ways to be sustainable with weapons, whereas there is no sustainable way for a, a disease to just ravage its way through a population, nor is there a sustainable way to develop it as a means of biological warfare, which is also a, a weapon. So I say this, I say the bubonic plague is, or something similar, is the one weapon we can never indulge. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this was, this was incredibly close. Um, God. Uh, yeah, I think, and I really did go back and forth on this. I, I think I have to give this one to Jack. Let's go! No, but I gotta say, Lucas, that was just like the most like my brain hurts now because I was thinking so hard during that. I've never thought that hard of the podcast. I'm much. I'm. I feel and like it I'm, shows. I'm. Uh, yeah, I know my head is falling <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, seriously, that's very sweet, dude. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. No, because you're just like Loki. So we we need to have you on the tournament, like like because next oh, yeah. uh, please, at the yeah. end of this year we got we're gonna do another tournament and. Holy okay. crap. I'm saying it on the podcast. I think Lucas yeah. is the number one seed thus far. Like Jack Reichardt is the current or the 2021 champ. How do we, how do we. He was the 2021 champ, uh, but okay. he's going to need to defend his title tooth and yeah. nail. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause, cause this is wow. And this is sick too, because I feel like as the podcast is going into a new year, yeah. uh, the new debates, era. new era, like, like everyone is getting so much better. Uh, and, and Lucas, you are just testament to that. Holy crap. Thank you. I appreciate That's very kind. Thank you, man. Yeah. Cause usually it like goes in the direction of like just chaos. <laughs> this is probably much more fun to listen to. <laughs> I, okay. I'll be honest. I sometimes take things just a little too seriously. No, but that's have, what this I is have... all about. Good. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, but yeah, I, I have that tendency. Um, but yeah, I'm just leaning into it right now. I'm trying to take this as seriously as possible. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the zone. 
Hell yeah. This is the most Hell serious yeah. show on the whole internet. So Thank that's you. Good. Yes, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to play around. I'm not here for games. I'm here this to is not a games the, podcast. I'm here to get to the bottom of shit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We learned a lot about family and yeah. uh, morality and yeah. weapons today. This has been our most yeah. philosophical episode. This, I would this say. is like Tough the topics. enlightened. Tough Matt. topics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the enlightened oh, yeah. app. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten. Great. Yeah. We're, we're, we're philosophizing. Uh, oh, Lucas, yeah. do, you have so, anything, do you have anything you'd like to plug, Lucas, uh, as we, as we yeah, sort of wrap up um, the show? Yeah, I'm on all social media at Lucas T. Arnold. That's Lucas with a K. Um, and I also have a podcast called Two Nosy Meerkats. Uh, we're on all social media at Two Nosy Meerkats. Uh, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, it's going well. Please check us out and subscribe. Um, I have some stand-up shows coming up soon. You can find the information on my website, lucastarnold.com uh, forward slash live. You'll get my uh, live dates. Uh, I also, oh yes, I also have a sketch group called 24 Hour Kiss Club. And we have some shows coming up soon. We have uh, two this month in February. And I believe I, uh, we're going to post about it when we can, but I believe we just uh, got a, a cool venue for uh, our own show uh, at the end of March. So uh, follow us on Instagram at 24 hour kiss club. So you can get the details about our shows coming up. Awesome. Please follow 24 hour kiss club and Lucas Arnold everywhere. Thank Fantastic you. comedian. And uh, also TikToker. Indeed. One in the yes. same, but and, picturing the um, um the Venn diagram of comedian and TikTok. Yeah, 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 together. yeah. <laughs> and and yes, please check out Lucas's sketch group. This is a very pro sketch podcast. Uh Hell yeah. I right. will use we, you yeah, know our famous that. catchphrase on this podcast. Get sketchy with it. <laughs> <laughs> we say that um, every week. Yeah. yeah, and if and if we catch you saying it, you owe us uh, fifty three cents. So please be uh, right. you know yeah. sending us those envelopes when you can. I'm gonna use this as a transition to plug my sketch group, Free Beer. We nice. have a show at the Pit on February twenty sixth at ten p.m. Uh, I will post about it on my Instagram at Jack Homesley. So check us out there, and uh, you can just uh, find me around town. At Maddie underscore cuts, that's M A T T Y underscore K U T Z on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I'm going to plug something else. I'm going to plug the movie Gremlins 2. It's a romp. It's just as good, if not better, than the original. It's I better. think everyone should watch Gremlins 2. I'd say probably better. That's my plug. Gremlins 2. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. Everyone should check it out. Um, well, uh, thank you all for Joe listening. Joe Dante, you owe me 53 cents. <laughs> and you know check us out next episode have a good one have a great day guys i mean the listeners yeah